What's up, everybody? This is Eli Fox, the host of the brand new All Day Buffalo podcast. This is episode one. It's going to be called Keeper Cut, Buffalo Bills edition. But first, very important, I'm going to give you guys a little intro, give you guys a little intro about myself. Uh, like I said, my name is Eli Fox. I am at All Day Buffalo on Twitter. I'm the Twitter operator for the built in Buffalo account on Twitter. Um, and I'm also a podcast host for this podcast right here. Uh, we're going to be dropping podcasts every Thursday and yeah. So more about me. I am from Freeport, Maine, small town, a lot of Patriots fans up there. I was probably one out of maybe 10 bills fans up there. It gets lonely, gets lonely up North, uh, in the, in the Northeast when everyone's Patriots fans around you. But uh, my love for the Bills started around the Ryan Fitzpatrick era. Uh, My mom is a huge Bills fan, so that's who I kind of have to attribute my love for the Bills to. Um, My dad, he's more of a Fairweather fan. He became a Patriots fan when we moved to Maine. Not happy about it, but he's my dad. Got to respect him, you know. Um, But yeah, so... A lot of my time up there in Maine was just enduring the heckling from all those Pats fans. But finally, we're better than them. And that feels very, very nice to say because it was a long time coming. Uh, All those beatdowns, the hatred of Tom Brady will never leave my heart. Seven rings, too, too many. But less about me. Let's get into what this episode is going to be about. Uh, like I said, keeper cut Buffalo bills edition. I'm going to be talking about all of the Buffalo bills, free agents that we have this year coming up in 2021. I'm going to go through every single one of them. Uh, there's things there's about 20 or 21 of them. I'm going to say if I want to keep them or if I want to cut them, uh, keep it simple. Uh, it'll be, some of them will be kind of a little more in depth because they kind of, require more attention. Uh, guys like Matt Milano, John Brown, kind of more difficult topics, sensitive topics to say the least, because uh, we want those guys back, but they could be too expensive. And guys like Matt Milano want to test that free agency market, uh, see what he can get. I don't blame him, but uh, we'll get more into that as the episode goes on. But I just want to say thank you for coming and joining me here. Uh, Dropping every Thursday, so make sure you are uh, keeping up tabs with it, uh, and it'll get better and better every week. So without further ado, let's get started on Keeper Cut Buffalo Bills edition. All right, the first person on our chopping block here on Keeper Cut Buffalo Bills edition is Trent Murphy. I think this one should be a pretty easy one for the Bills and all of us Bills fans, um, I think he's definitely a cut. He really wasn't uh, producing too, too much this season. He was a healthy scratch in something like six games, uh, even playoff games. So it seems like the Bills coaching staff and the rest of the team knows that he's not that impact player that's going to come out and make a huge difference on the field. So I think him... 
kind of getting the boot might be what the Bills do this offseason. Uh, and it does free up about six or seven million dollars uh, for the rest of the cap space. Next up, uh, Tyler Croft. I believe we cut him too. I did like Tyler Croft this past season. He made a couple of really big plays, uh, a couple of really electrifying plays. The one that sticks out uh, sticks out the most in my head is um, the one against the Rams when we lost that lead. It was like a twenty point lead or something, and the Rams come storming back and then Josh Allen does his, uh, his, his clutch, his King clutch impression and uh, puts it in the end zone and throws a beautiful throw to Tyler Croft while he's kind of falling back into the end zone. So he made a big play. He made a lot of big plays, but uh, he's not the answer at tight end. We've got a lot of questions at tight end this upcoming off season. And, uh, he's going to have to be the one to go. Uh, I think Dawson Knox has a little bit a, a little better of a future uh, heading forward. So cut Croft for sure. Josh Norman is up next. I think we definitely cut Josh Norman. He seemed like a little bit of an experiment, a Carolina experiment, just like Brandon Bean likes to do. He likes to bring those old Carolina Panthers from his old team. Uh, over to the Buffalo Bills and kind of give him a try. And Josh Norman, once great, is not even really a viable CB3 in my opinion, especially on this Bills team uh, where cornerback seems to be one of the most important positions for us or the most important position that we might need. Uh, we've got Trey White. We know he's a beast. He's a beast in zone cover, but we need that man-to-man guy that's going to lock up that side. And when I get to – the whole Levi Wallace situation, I'll kind of expand on that more. But Josh Norman, definitely not the guy. Uh, next up, Ty Inseki. He's a definite cut for me. He's getting up there in age, doesn't move too well, and we need we need young movement on that offensive line. Uh, so Ty Inseki is definitely out. Uh, next up, my guy, John Feliciano. I definitely want to keep him. My first guy I want to keep uh, so far. I'm not going to want to cut everyone, trust me. But I want to keep John Feliciano. Uh, he had a PFF overall of 64.6. He had a run blocking grade of 72.4. So you can tell that he's a kind of a better run blocker than he is a pass blocker. But I think the very important part of John Feliciano is his versatility. Super versatile. He can play almost any position on the offensive line. And he showed us that by... Uh, just all of a sudden filling in and playing center for us. Not a very easy position to just move over and start playing, but uh, he filled that role really, really well for the time being and was even playing better than our uh, backup center. So next up, Brian Winters. I am not a Brian Winters fan. Uh, (laughs) I'm a huge John Fleet Center fan, not a big Brian Winters guy. Uh, He is not even really close to a viable option for us. So I think he's a pretty easy cut for the Buffalo Bills. Next up, Andre Roberts. Uh, Cut or keep, depending on Isaiah McKenzie, is what I have in my notes. He's a really, really reliable kick returner. Uh, He gives a lot of great field position opportunities. I can't count how many times I was watching games where I was like, Andre, please, please, please take a knee and stay in that end zone. But 
he would take it out and he would take it up to the 35, 40 yard line and put Josh and the rest of the offense in a great position to score. So he's definitely super valuable. He's a perennial pro bowler. He seems to kind of get mentioned up there with the, with the better of the special teamers in the league. Uh, but I feel like his position is kind of phasing out in the league. He's uh, he's basically just a kick return guy. Uh, and you don't see many guys like that anymore. You kind of have to have a little more versatility in your game than just playing on special teams, kick returning, especially to get the big money that I think he might demand or he might, uh, he might need because he's been to so many Pro Bowls and he's been so effective for us. He knows he is worth something. I have no doubts that Andre Roberts, if cut, could find a role on a different team. Um, and a question I have for that whole kick returner spot is, could Isaiah McKenzie be just as productive in that role? And I'll kind of talk a little bit more about Isaiah when we get to him. Uh, but that's really all I got for Andre Roberts. Um, moving on to another O-lineman, Daryl Williams. He is a definite keep for me. I really, really love Daryl Williams. Uh, he was a, kind of an experiment. I think he's also a Carolina guy. Uh, we have plenty of Carolina guys. You call us the Carolina Bills if you wanted to. Uh, but definitely keep Daryl Williams. Uh, he's had a, he had a PFF grade of 79.2 and can block the run and the pass. A 79.2 PFF grade is the best PFF grade he has had in his entire career. Uh, it's just a couple decimal points above his best year. I think, in, I believe, 2018 or 2017. Uh, he's 6'6", 330, so he's a big body at the least, and he really proved himself last year. Coming off a, a rough year after an injury where he got moved to a different position, where he really didn't get the right chance. Uh, so the the Bills pick him up on a prove-it-to-me deal, and he absolutely kills it, in my opinion. Next up, Matt Barkley uh, is a definite keep. I love Bitcoin Barkley. I think he knows the system very well. He does his job as a backup if we need him. He's not going to be the type of backup that comes in and saves the season. God forbid Josh gets hurt. But Barkley is a good guy to have on the bench. He knows the system. He's a good team chem guy. He seems to be beloved by Bill's Mafia. I see no reason to get rid of him. Taiwan Jones, I say keep he could be a cut. I mean, he could go either way for me. I I believe he's pretty um, an effective on special teams plays uh, on that punt return team and on that special teams. He's kind of a speedster. He can get down the field quick. Uh, so keep or cut. He's not going to be a huge cap hit. So I think you could go either way with Taiwan. TJ Yeldon. I cut TJ Yeldon. He is a good receiving back. I love him in Madden, <laughs> but TJ Yeldon doesn't really have a place on this team right now. I think Antonio Williams, um, Singletary, and Moss are the guys that can kind of lead that three-headed attack. Uh, but TJ Yeldon, no. I think how we're going to have to cut him. Dean Marlowe is a cut. That's a pretty easy one. I don't have to really spend too much time on him. Isaiah McKenzie, this is definitely not an easy one. I have him as keep slash cut because I literally couldn't make up my mind. Uh, he's a trick play guy. He's also a team chem guy. Buffalo fans love Isaiah McKenzie, and so do I. 
the only thing that may come up in a cap strapped year is he the guy that we want to dish out money to that and he's the only a guy that really runs trick plays and jet sweeps you only see him on maybe like 10 percent of snaps uh and he might demand a little more money than we can really dish out to a guy like that uh there's a lot of compact speedsters like isaiah mckenzie in free agency and in the draft it's kind of becoming a more seen uh body build and um play type in the nfl so we're definitely going to see more of guys like mckenzie uh, so I, I don't i don't think that he is a must to keep as much as i want to keep him he could go either way and i could i could understand either way of uh the either way that Brandon Bean goes. Uh, next guy up, EJ Gaines. Uh, I see him as a cut. EJ Gaines, he never really stuck out to me. I don't think he is the type of guy that we need to keep around. And if anything, he can just kind of free up a couple, couple more bucks for us. But yeah, cut EJ Gaines. Uh, next up is Levi Wallace. Levi Wallace. Could go either way, yet again. Uh, but I do think I'm leaning a little more towards the cut side. He's got a high tackle rate, but he's lacking in a lot of coverage situations. Uh, so he's been on a steady decline production-wise since his rookie year, and even though his run support is really good, I think that he can be replaced well in either free agency or the draft. There's a lot of solid cornerbacks. The two guys that I've been eyeing in the draft are Asante Samuel Jr. and... Um, Fitu Melifanwu, not too sure if I say his name right. Um, but those two guys are definitely the two type of guys, skill set wise, that we kind of need on this team. Um, Asante Samuel is definitely the faster of the two, I believe. And we kind of need that speed. The high, I think the highest 40 that we have on the Bills is like slightly sub four or five, uh, and that's Trey White. And I think we just need a little more speed, especially at that cornerback position with everyone running four sixes, four fives, four mid four fours. You're not going to keep up with a lot of the premier receivers in the league. Uh, the DK Metcalfs, Tyree kills, you know, those guys, they're, they're world-class speedsters. And I think we need people that are capable of keeping up with them speed wise. Even if they get beat, they can kind of catch up to them and still make a play on the ball. Um, see guys like Levi Wallace. And uh, I mean, if Poyer or Micah Hyde get beat, they're completely dusted. Uh, so we need a speedster. We need a guy that we can definitely kind of, you know, like rotate through with Trey White. Uh, Cause Trey White's a great zone corner. If we can get a man corner uh, in, in certain man situations, uh, I think that would be very, very big for us. And Levi Wallace is not the answer when it comes to needing a better coverage guy. He's a really good run supporter. So the reason why I would want to keep Levi Wallace is if we could move him to CB3, play him at like a nickel position, and he could make more plays in the run game uh, because that's kind of what he's better at. If he's making those plays in the run game, he's being effective. He is using his skill set to where it can benefit the Bills very, very positively. Uh, and if we're also getting edge rushers in free agency or the draft and maybe a linebacker, if Milano does sign with a new team, 
I think that could be really, really big for us. Uh, signing that CB2 in the draft or free agency. A good guy in free agency could be Richard Sherman. I don't think it's too much like the Josh Norman idea there. He is older. He's one of those guys, like legends from the past type of guys. But um, Richard Sherman, I think, is still viable. He he had a little bit of a down year last year. Uh, but in 2019, he had a great season with the 49ers. Uh, he was on that Super Bowl team, and, and he definitely helped that defense out a lot. So I think we could see Bean maybe going for Richard Sherman, uh, and that could be pretty interesting. So definitely a tough one with Levi Wallace. So I'm going to I'm gonna say keep, actually, for Levi Wallace. I like him at CB3, in all honesty. So we're going to say keep for Levi Wallace. Next up is Delshawn Phillips. I really can't say I know too, too much about Delshawn. Uh Anyone, if I'm missing anything about Delshawn Phillips that I should know, uh, please let me know. But I'm going to say cut on him because I don't really know his name and I don't, I don't think he's made too, too much of an impact. But let me know if I'm wrong about him because I'd love to learn more about him. Um, next up, Matt Milano. Um, this is a tough one. Hot topic in the Twitter world. Say so keep if possible. Because it seems to be that it's all on Matt Milano. He said he wants to test out free agency. He wants to test the waters. And he completely deserves the right to do that. Uh, he, he's, a, he's a guy. And he, he, he deserves the right to check out everything. Like we have the right to check out new jobs. If, even if we have one. So, you know, if he resigns, then that's great. Then we have our coverage linebacker guy. Uh, maybe he gets a little better at backfield tackles and run block and run uh, run stopping, but it'd be huge if we could get Matt Milano back because that's just one more place that we don't have to to find or take a chance on. Uh, because you know, drafting guys, especially rookies at those positions, we got kind of lucky with Tremaine Edmonds, and I know a lot of people are saying uh, Tremaine Edmonds isn't what he's expected to be, or he's even a bust. And I just don't, he, the kid's 23 years old. Like he's the same age as me and he's out on a football field with a bunch of grown men. I'm not going to knock him too much because I think he's still got a lot of growth to be had. He's got two straight pro bowls. Uh, he's not a bust by any means. Uh, he's a, he's a great player in my opinion. And I think he's going to have a great season next season. Uh, so talking about Matt Milano, uh, I think that the Bills would want him back, but it may be about the money for him. The, just the fact that he said he's testing the waters gives me that idea. Uh, he he could make a lot of money anywhere, really, but I, I, I would hate to see him go to a team like Jacksonville or Cincinnati or any of these other super just dark future teams. Um, and just kind of get wasted there because I think he deserves to be on a contender. And if he wants to be on a contender and get that ring, I think he should take that pay cut. I've always believed in players maybe wanting pay cuts to play for a team that they have a chance at, at, at winning on. And you can see that with that Tampa Bay team. I think a lot of these, those guys kind of just hopped on that team because they knew it was a good team 
And I don't know why team, I don't know why like JJ Watt type players aren't doing that. JJ Watt is getting older and, and he just signed with Arizona, a team that's not going to really, I don't think make it anywhere. They've got some good pieces, but I think coaching their coaching lacks and that move just didn't make sense to me. So I could maybe see Matt Milano making a move like that to get the extra couple million uh, that he thinks that he deserves. And I think that he, he does rightfully deserve, but I would love Matt Milano to stay Um, a little more on Matt. He had his worst uh, year PFF grade wise, but his coverage skills were still pretty solid. I think a lot of the, the bad PFF grading comes from the missed tackling. Um, and li- like I've been saying, like his tackling needs work. Uh, we've seen him blow backfield tackles and sacks in the past. I'm pretty sure he was in on one of those really, really tough ones to watch, maybe from the playoffs in 2019. Uh, I think he missed a tackle on Deshaun Watson. That kind of killed it for us. I could be wrong. I could be seeing things. But um, keep if possible. We want Matt Milano. Please, Matt Milano. If you're hearing this, somehow, stay in Buffalo. Uh, next up, Corey Bohorquez, Bojo Mojo. I want to keep him. I really, really like him as a punter. Uh, he is, I think, Pro Bowl worthy. He's got a great leg. He seemed to always put teams in bad field position when we needed it the most. I don't remember him really muffing a lot of punts. And that's huge in a punter because the punter can can swing the game in a lot of ways. Uh, they 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 can turn bad bad offensive drives into into great defensive stand worthy drives. So Corey Bohorquez, definitely a keeper. Next up, Ike Butker. I say we keep Ike strictly for depth. I think he's a good backup type guy. He did come in a little bit this past season and uh, fill in the role that we needed, but he's not the long-term guy. He's not the guy that's going to fix us. He's not, I don't, I think we can get something better in the draft. Like I've been saying for a lot of these guys, this is a pretty solid draft for a lot of uh, non glory positions you know i mean there's there's a lot of great quarterbacks but there's a lot of great o-linemen a lot of great edge rushers uh d linemen linebackers a lot of those type of guys we can get in the draft so i think if we keep our eyes focused on kind of keeping trying to build this team for the future still uh we are a contender and we know that we have the right pieces especially on offense but if we can just fill in the right spots like we got like five or six spots that we just gotta nail down we are juggernaut-esque like like the kansas city chiefs tampa bay bucks and uh what looks like to be maybe the maybe the colts this upcoming season with that defense they look like they're going to be tough coming out of the afc east or not the afc east the afc sorry um and lastly john brown john brown Tough one again. Uh, he's a keep on a conditional level because I want to keep him so bad, and I think he adds a really, really nice, uh, really nice kind of dimension to 
this Bills offense. We got the Stephon Diggs. We got Gabe Davis, Cole Beasley. If we can keep John Brown, it would be huge for our offense because there's just so many targets that you need to watch out for. And also, if we can sign a good tight end. If we can sign a Zach Ertz, a Johnny Smith, one of those guys, or pick up a, an elite-type talent in the draft, we'll be super, super dangerous on offense, uh, even though we already are. That, that, that offense will get very dangerous, uh, and, and John Brown is a big part of that. I think it all depends on how much he asks for, though, and how much cap space we can clear up with other cuts. Brandon Bean is definitely going to want to keep John Brown around, in my opinion. He was injured. He had a great 2019 season, as we all know, and kind of helped Josh Allen uh, become better off after his rookie season. He took a, a, a small step in 2019, and he took a huge leap in, in 2020. And I think 2019 is – kind of on John Brown 2020 seems to be like it was a lot of stuff on digs uh, instilling that, that, that grit and determination, especially being a great practice player. I think Stefan Diggs helped a lot with this team and keeping John Brown is just as important as keeping Stefan Diggs around. In my opinion, uh, John Brown's talent can be, can most likely be replaced in the draft, but that's such a big risk to take. Uh, and and wide receivers can either be flops or be superstars, and it seems like the the scale can tip either way uh, really quickly. So John Brown is a keep for me if we can afford it, and if we can't, then there's other guys we can look for. Uh, I know that there's guys in the draft. I did one mock draft at this point. I don't want to burn myself out yet, so I'm kind of trying to take the mock draft slowly kind of listen to what everybody else is saying about players and um, not, you know, like I said, burn, burn myself out because it, the draft is in like 60 or so days. Uh, so trying to pace myself with that. But um, that's all I got for the keeper cut edition or the keeper cut Buffalo Bills edition. So that is going to do it for me here. Uh, this is the all day Buffalo podcast that you've been listening to. Uh, dropping every Thursday, so make sure you guys are tuning in on Thursdays every week. Uh, we're going to get into some more NFL draft stuff as that date approaches. Uh, talking more free agency, uh, any big news coming up, try and get up, get after that. Uh, so there's some good stuff coming. Uh, I'm down for any suggestions, any topics you guys want to go over, get at me in my DMs, uh, at me on Twitter. Just let me know uh, anything I can fix, anything you like. Uh, we can work on it. We can make this thing grow. We can make this thing really, really good. Uh, so I just want to say thank you to the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. Thanks to Dave and Akeem for helping me pursue a dream of mine for a very, very long time. Uh, so this is pretty cool. Uh, and all thanks to them. So that's all for me today, folks. Uh, thank you, as always. Go Bills. See you later, guys.